So, hi, I'm Beth Hockberger, CPA, CGMA, and welcome to Finance Friday. And we have Michael Bell joining us today all the way from California. Uh, Mike is a first time, and as he says, a last time author of the international best-selling book, Seller Mistakes. It hit number three on the Wall Street Journal list in uh, 2021, which is amazing. Michael is a full-time real estate broker in Pasadena, California for Sotheby's International Realty and ranked in the top 0.01% of all agents nationwide. That's a crazy number, 0.01%. (laughs) Michael told me he'd hoped to sell a few hundred books, but the book really taken off and sold more than 38,000 copies. What he writes about and what we're going to talk about has obviously resonated, and that's why... I asked him to join, so welcome, Michael. Happy to Thank have you. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hello from California. Yeah, right. All the way. It's it's funny what you can do with the internet now, right? Because it feels like we're in the same room and we're different yeah, sides totally. of the continent. <laughs> so writing a book, right? And I've had a couple authors come on. So what was your journey in writing this book? What was that like for you? Wow. Uh, don't take this the wrong way, but if you haven't written a book, it'll sound really negative. But if you've written a book, most everybody that I've said this to, if they've written a book, they all say, yeah, you're right. It's, it's an excruciating process. It's really difficult. So the book took me five years. And what really happened for me was I didn't really like what brokerages and what realtors uh, were, were professing that you needed to do to sell a house. And it seemed like all the, a lot of the things that they told us to do were really self-serving for the realtor and not for the seller. So I decided to do a lot of research. And the best source of all this research is actually from the National Association of Realtors. They put out a 35,000-piece questionnaire to people that just bought or sold a home. And they ask them, I think it's 137 questions is this year. How did you find the house? How many agents did you interview? Uh, how important was the sign? Uh, the advertising? All this stuff. That, and, and they give all this to real estate agents but for me i i looked at that and i started putting together what's called a white report it's it's like a it's an it's like an old-fashioned research paper i was just doing it for fun i know call me crazy but i started gathering sounds like fun (laughs) a lot of fun right sounds like fun too not not for somebody like well the thing is i it's it was a passion project i couldn't let it go i like to finish things and uh i met a publisher five years ago and he said there's a book there so, like I said, it took me five years. It was excruciating. I had a few clients of mine that uh, one is a uh, literary professor at Kansas University. And I asked her if she would kind of take a look at this and help me put it all together. Anyways, I was hoping to sell 200 books. It sold 38,000 books. Uh, it's really resonated. And yeah, so uh, clearly, I, clearly there was a book there, right? <laughs> that, that was not the intention is to be a bestselling author. But uh, and I think what it's what's really resonating for folks, it, it seems to be the folks that are calling me and the folks that are giving me feedback <laughs> are folks that have already sold a house before and they recognize that they made a lot of mistakes. And most of these mistakes actually are really uh, are, are really mistakes that realtors really don't tell you about. I mean, I'm, let me give you some examples. I'll give you some doozies. How's that? Yeah, definitely. Let's hear some some big ones. <laughs> Here's a big doozy. Everybody thinks when you sell a house, you have to do an open house. Okay. What's interesting is the National Association of Realtors doesn't tell you how effective an open house is. 
there are some statistics in there, but if you if you look, read my book, if you read the chapter about the effectiveness of open houses, you'll you'll probably you, I'm not going to say what you're going to agree with, but you may you may agree with me that it's probably a two percent chance of selling your home because you had an open house. But this is the crazy thing about open houses. Open houses, first of all, they're really not very effective. The realtor gets to use the open house, your your home, your living room to market themselves, right? And guess who comes to open houses? Neighbors and looky loos. Oh, your neighbors, right? Yeah, it's everybody who wants to just like check out what your house looks like. Yeah. <laughs> How did you decorate? What color is it? Style ideas, or maybe what not? And everybody, to do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, everybody acts the same way. They all act like they're real buyers, but also mm. people that are thinking about selling go to open houses. Now, realtors know this, mm. but this is the crazy thing. According to the National Association of Realtors. 49% of the agents that work in open house arm themselves. Open houses are dangerous. So what? 40, Wait, 49% arm themselves them like with weapons? Arm themselves with pepper spray, guns, <laughs> a, or a gun, I should say, a knife or a taser in that oh my order. God. Oh my That's God, how I'm scary. <laughs> but open houses are great for real estate agents. But let me let me ask you this. Do you, you remember when the pandemic started in March yeah. of 2020? Yeah, we were everybody was on lockdown. We were basically deemed non-essential and open houses mm. nationwide were banned. But gotcha. what happened with real estate? Everybody it certainly knows didn't stop. <laughs> no. Did not stop. It's definitely not in Florida. It, it's been crazy here. The market's absolutely insane here. Yeah, it's it's so there's a there's a chapter in there about open houses. But the, the biggest mistake that I've I found that people make is that they don't interview more than one agent. Uh, according oh, to the national, okay. according to the National Association of Realtors, most sellers just pick the first person they talk to, or their friend or a family member. So that might not that sound like that big of a deal. However, seventy five percent of them never use that same agent again, and you have to wonder why. So you're not building a relationship with the person then, right? You're, it's kind of a one off. Well, you should be. I mean, you should the, right. All your professionals, you should really build a relationship with. Hopefully it's not like a one and done. Yeah, I'm a firm believer. Like if you're going to remodel your, your, your kitchen, would you hire somebody that has to advertise or would you work on referral? Oh, yeah. The referrals are the best. Always. The referrals are always the best. Yeah. yeah you know someone did a good job for, for, for your friend or for somebody else. You know, they're going to take yeah. care of you also. So totally, totally down with that. And... Yeah, it's funny, I guess, you know, I wouldn't necessarily thought that how important that is to find the right realtor and to actually talk to multiple people when you're selling your house. So that's an interesting point. Um, I have so, another tip. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was going to say, what else, what else can you tell us without, <laughs> without giving away so, the whole book? <laughs> Uh, no, I have no problem with giving away the whole book, actually. Oh, okay. whole uh, but, book. but, but, uh, well, I'll, there's a lot of mistakes that people make. But like I said, most of these mistakes really is gener they're generated by the real estate agent because they really help the real estate agent. So another mistake a lot of agents, or I should say, sellers make is that they they focus on the agent that's going to do the most advertising for them, like print ads and mailers. However, according to the statistics you have a less than 1% chance of selling your home because of print ads and mailers. Wow, so that's really not a helpful thing for people to look for 
when they're evaluating. Wait a minute. Wait, but wait a minute. It's great for oh, the wait, realtor. Because <laughs> they're sending it out to everyone. They're getting their name in front of everybody, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, there's a, an also an, a, an amazing statistic I found was that uh, 90% of the folks that try to sell their own home actually wind up hiring a realtor. It's, uh, I know that this day and age, everybody thinks that, gee, you can just throw it on the internet or throw it on Zillow and it'll just happen. Uh, it looks like that that's just the way it, it is if you have a really good real estate agent. But there's a lot of things behind the scenes that have to happen. But most people <laughs> give up, which is kind of amazing. Well, there, there's a lot you need to know. Like it's not easy to, to ha do a real estate transaction, you know, to do it yourself is, it could be a little bit scary almost you don't know what you don't know well i'm gonna you like statistics i'm gonna throw out yeah. some more statistics some more numbers according, i love it <laughs> according to the national association of realtors again most of this stuff is not my opinion it's just statistics it's from the national association of realtors and other other folks uh that i've, that I've pulled information from and it's all resourced and 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 put in the book um uh, 85, the statistic is, uh, 85% of the agents that join the business will be out of the business in five years. What does that mean? If you hire an agent that has five or less years of experience, there's an 85% chance that they're going to be out of the business. And they're usually out of the business because they can't make it happen. They don't, and it's you not know, working for them. Yeah. Businesses are the same way though. Like most of them shut down the first couple of years. It's the same yeah. It's the same kind of a statistic. So my whole thing is you should hire somebody who's really experienced. You should hire, yeah. you should interview three top agents locally mm. in your neighborhood and just see if who has the right fit and who's saying the right things. Now, That's there's a lot nice. of wrong things that people say when <laughs> they're interviewing with you. And let me tell you one of them that's really a, a big no-no. A big one. Let's hear it. If, if you and, and and by the way, I, I know this is for Finance Fridays. This is all about all about saving money. This whole book is about how to maximize every dollar when you sell your house and to minimize the headaches and to sell it as quickly as possible. Because in our market, in almost any market, you usually make more money if you sell it quickly. It just doesn't work that you really? wait a long time you, to try to. It, it really kind that? of depends. Do you know why that happens? Your best buyers always come at the very beginning. It's just the way the oh, internet okay. works. People are cool. the way people are searching for real estate. You, you, everybody puts in their parameters, and it, you know, it's like a radar, bing, 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 and it pops up your your stuff. But if you're sitting on the market for a long time, something most wrong. People think right. there's something, something wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah. Too price too high. There's like holes in the Bingo. roof or something, right? Some damage you don't see went from the outside, maybe. And some kind of hidden problems in there. Oh, yeah, exactly. So it's important to get that pricing right. It's right well, the pricing the is incredibly, incredibly important. But one of the things you want to watch out for when you're interviewing agents, if they tell you that they have buyers already for your house. Now, it sounds good, doesn't it? However, that sounds like what you would want, I would think. No, that's what you would want. But let me ask you this. Wouldn't you want an advocate from beginning to end? Somebody who's going to represent your interests only? Yes. Because look, yeah, they just they just met you, and they're telling they telling you that they already have buyers. These are buyers that they've known for a long time. Who do you think their loyalty is going to be to? I'm just saying. Mm, okay, if it's people they've worked with but, before and you're new, 
right? But more importantly, we have there, there's a, um, a thing called dual agency. And dual agency is when your representative represents both buyer and seller. They represent both sides. Dual agency is actually pretty bad usually in most situations because when you're hiring an agent to sell your house, you're hiring and you should be hiring an advocate. Now, just like an attorney, how can an attorney represent both sides? They can't. But in the United States, there's five states that don't allow dual agency. California is one that does allow it as long as it's disclosed. But I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that whoever you hire to sell your home, they should be your advocate. Look, the agent that you hire to sell your house, their job is to make you the most amount of money. The agent that you hire to buy a house is supposed to get you the best deal. Those things are in conflict. Right. So right. the whole thing is don't let your agent represent both sides. Gotcha. Oh, what if, what are there any situations where that might make sense? Uh, certain situations that might make sense. For example, um, this doesn't happen too often to me, but it's about seven years ago. I sold a condo in South Pasadena for over a million dollars. And it was a really mm. unique condo for a unique kind of buyer. And we just couldn't sell it. And it mm. was, it took, it took three months. And then I got a phone call from somebody from Florida. They didn't know <laughs> just how funny is that? <laughs> they didn't know a single soul. And I called mm. my client and said, I know we had this conversation, but they don't have a, they don't have an agent here. Are you okay? Do you want me to represent them? What do you want? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to find them a realtor? What do you want me to do? Because we haven't had any phone calls. And they said, oh, I don't really mind at all. Just, just do gotcha. the deal. But I'll tell you one thing. If your agent represents both sides, and like I said, you're better off selling your house quickly. But if you have multiple offers and the other buyers know that the listing agent who's representing the seller also has a buyer, it kind of kills the momentum of selling your house because buyers will know that they're competing with the listing agent. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the insider track almost, right? It's the inside track. And, yeah. you know, usually dual agency, actually, it, it's, it's great for the buyer's aid. It, it, it's good. It's great for the listing agent because they get both sides and it's great for the buyer because they get the inside track. But it's hard to argue that it's good for the seller. Right. That makes sense. Definitely. So, Mike, I realize these aren't your opinions, but you're like shining a whole lot of light <laughs> on things that I'm sure people <laughs> are not happy about. So, um, is this made you a little unpopular with realtors since you've been writing this book? Are they getting mad at you? I've gotten a few bad reviews on Amazon and one, it was a really funny one. It was an agent that basically said, you know, we're not all bad, but this is the way I do my business. I do my business with open houses and flyers and um you know that's their opinion and that's fine you know these are not steadfast rules they're not steadfast mistakes but for the most part they do apply i i would say generally almost all the time it really depends if you're selling a 10 million dollar home maybe you don't want to put it on the market maybe you want to go to your own buyers you know some folks just don't want their properties on the open market some you know it's at, at the end of the day it's up to the seller but right. if you want to get market price, you need to put it on the open market. Right, right. Okay, so you mentioned Amazon. Is there anywhere else that we can get your book? Uh, they can go to my website, michaelbbell.com, and I'd be happy to get them a free copy. Ooh, free copy? I, wow. you know, look, <laughs> I just, look, you could call me crazy. 
I just want to get the information out there. It's fun. Right, right. And I'll tell you a little dirty secret about Amazon and books. They don't yeah. treat their authors that great. Yeah, I don't make really? That, I really, I really don't make that much money on each book. They make <sighs> yeah, the majority right. of the money. You know, yeah. if I was Hillary Clinton or, or Barack Obama selling a book, that's a completely different story. Right, it's a different, so, but different I, situation. I would just like, yeah, I would just like to get the information out there. So that's fantastic. But, well, that's certainly a service to anybody trying to sell their house. Uh, so do you have any any last words of advice? It's an easy read. Read the book. Uh, if if any of your clients have any issues or, or questions, uh, you know I'm I'm happy to chit chat with them for five minutes. But the the book is loaded with a lot of other great information. Uh, there's a at the conclusion there's a four page conclusion that just kind of has a synopsis of everything. So if if you're not into reading a big old book, you can just read four pages. I guarantee you, this will help you. I guarantee you, it will it will also be a really great guide for your realtor that you decide to hire. Just tell them, hey. Would you mind reading this book? I, I really, I think you should, I, I would like you to uh, see what you, if you subscribe to these principles and it's going to be kind of hard to argue against the principles in the book. So that's my yeah. recommendation. That makes sense. And you're on the same page that way, right? Literally yep. <laughs> on the same page. <laughs> yeah. I hate, I hate to say it, but realtors are not created equally and it's not about, it's it's true everywhere, every profession. Yeah. Not all CPAs are the same. <laughs> well, but a lot of folks think that we just enter, you just push the same, everybody pushes the same buttons and the end result happens. And frankly, it doesn't. If you talk to anybody in any profession, they'll, they'll all say the same thing. Yeah. And you know, and I know that people leave money on the table all the time. And this book will really minimize that for you. Well, that's awesome. Okay. So, Mike, the last question. All right. This oh. is the hard one. The hard one. Do you have any weird, strange hobbies? I told you mine before. <laughs> strange hobbies. Or anything interesting about you, maybe unusual? You mean other than annoying my wife? That's not a, that's not a <laughs> hobby. <laughs> that's just part of life. <laughs> uh, strange hobbies. Uh, no, not really. As soon as I had kids, I kind of got rid of a lot of my hobbies. We're doing a lot of Boy Scout stuff right now. Oh. Oh, we and, do too. I, my, yeah. son, my son just submitted his Eagle project to the troop committee and it got approved. So. Congratulations. My my son is decide, is going to do something like that probably hopefully by the end of the summer. That's the big goal. I'm an Eagle Scout and my boy oh, wants nice. my, both of my boys want to be Eagle Scouts. So it's, congratulations. That's fantastic. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, you know, dragging him along in that process. <laughs> but what's great is, you know, it's it became co-ed. So my daughters are also, my older daughter uh, she's not quite ready to start her project, but she's a life scout. Um, and my younger one crossed over in the pandemic, actually. So she's, we're trying to catch her up. We, we weren't able to camp that much for whatever reason. I guess being outside in the wilderness, I mean, we don't really have wilderness in South Florida, but there was a lot of restrictions on where we could camp. So it held it up. But it is an unusual hobby, I think, to become yeah. like, you know, a scout parent or if, you know, if you're involved as a scouter, it's definitely unusual. <laughs> it, it's the best though it is a lot of fun i get to it's relive a lot, a lot of, of stuff that yeah it's a lot of fun it's a lot so, of fun i get to go to camp you. every year <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> all right mike thank you so so much for coming on we're gonna put your contact info uh along with the post and your website so anybody who needs to reach out uh and get his book even if amazon is 
not sharing a whole lot of the money. <laughs> Let's help boost his sales even more. Thank you so much, Mike. You were a fantastic guest and we will see everyone next time.